0: customer standpoint, my lead with service, and now with businesses, I'm doing something that no other rep is doing and creating a program based on knowing that I wanted to lead with service and knowing that good things could happen. This is an area of opportunity that I think can really explode. Do it on a consistent basis and know that it can really grow and get big really fast. I honestly feel the first $2 million rep will have business gifting as part of their platform and i want to be that person those experiences those opportunities really exciting
1: that's the voice of rob robincheck a sales leader whose legend is really starting to build in the cutco vector marketing organization years ago rob was one of the most prominent sales leaders in the company before leaving for about a decade to explore other options at the start of 2018 Rob made the commitment to return to Cutco as a full-time sales professional. His attitude of service was one of the biggest reasons for his returning and has been one of his biggest keys to success. Rob serves his leaders by giving back and mentoring others in the organization. He serves his peers as a teammate, sounding board, friendly competitor, and inspirational example of what's possible. And with his customers, Rob's attitude of service has led to the building of relationships that has set him on a strong trajectory of sales growth. Rob Robincheck might very well be the greatest salesperson in Cutco in the years ahead. This is your opportunity to gain an inside look at the making of a great success story. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and our real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. My guest today is Rob Robincheck, And Rob is one of the original pioneers of the Cutco sales professional position, and he's one of the elite sales reps in the company today. He's been in the company since 1997. When he first started, he was a college All-American 12 consecutive campaigns during college, so had an outstanding start to his career. He's one of the original event pioneers. Rob actually mentored one young Mr. John Rulin back in the days when John was a brand-new rep of course, John is now the number one all time rep in Cutco history. Rob achieved Hall of Fame with the company and then he decided he was going to take a different path. He entered corporate America for a number of years. We're going to speak a little bit about that today and some of the things that he did. But in 2011, Rob came back to the business on a part time basis. And then in 2018, Rob committed full time to be a Cutco sales professional and he hasn't looked back. He has had three amazing years, including this year, with the company, was the number one rep in the Midwest region in 2018 and 2019. And so far this year, Rob is the number three overall rep in the entire company in sales, behind only Deanna Scortino and Curtis Jake Hughes. That is some amazing company. And Rob just completed, get this, a push period for the uh, big push in his region for the summer where he sold $152,290 for the push period. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. Rob Robincheck, thanks very much for making time for the podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm just, uh, really excited about it.
1: All right. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, you, Rob. I know that uh, not everybody in the company knows you super well at this point, since uh, you're kind of returning back to the business. I would love to hear a little bit about your personal background.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I am uh, one of four kids. So I have two younger brothers and an older sister. And I uh, went to school uh, actually out in the sticks, kind of in the farm country in the Toledo, Harrisburg area. I played uh, a lot of sports, so football, basketball, ran track. I was going to play college basketball, and that's the summer that I ran into Cutco and I found Cutco so interesting enough, but. And currently, right now, I am married. I have three amazing kids, a beautiful wife. So, Gabby is my oldest; at sixteen, my daughter Isabella just turned thirteen, and my son is ten as of right now. And uh, excited to talk about uh, them later on and how they uh, help me in my my Cutco endeavors.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Well, we'll definitely get to that for sure. How did you end up getting started with Cutco? So it was the
0: summer of 97. I just graduated from high school. I was looking for a summer job. And I actually saw a yard sign at that point in time and just said summer work. went in for an interview. I saw it was about selling knives. And I was like, I don't know. This might not be for me, but I did see that it had some flexibility. I was able to work through school. I was going to go to school in the fall. So I was like, oh, let's go ahead and give it a shot. And uh, that's how I initially uh, initially got
1: started. Wow. And you had great success right out of the gate, right? I mean, 12 consecutive campaigns, one of the top college student sales reps in the company. That's pretty awesome. What were some of the success factors and why you did so well as a as a new sales rep?
0: Yeah. I mean, so interesting enough, when I very first started... The first weekend wasn't a great weekend. I actually just sold a fisherman's solution at that time. It was $52, and my first paycheck (laughs) was $5.22. So my parents were not impressed at that point in time. But my whole goal was to show them that this opportunity would work out. And so then started building the consistency of just going out there and doing the work. Instead of dipping my toe in, kind of going all in, and seen a success. I ran into several Cutco owners that own the product and they were seeing how great it was. And I was like, it's just nice. And they're like, oh, these are really, really good. I'm like, okay. And then started to get some more sales, some more confidence that way. And then once uh, school started, I'm like, hey, this is the perfect opportunity to be able to make some extra money for school, pay for school, and then just kept on snowballing from there.
1: Yeah. So we've got a lot of new reps this summer, Rob. Who have probably been dabbling for two, three months, you know, and they've done all right. Maybe they've sold five or ten thousand this summer, but now they're about to start school. And uh, you know, what advice would you have for people to get committed to the business and to do really well as a sales rep during school? Yeah,
0: I mean, to get committed. I mean, you just you have more time than what you realize. And one of the things that I remember the most is the campaign that I was actually the number one scholarship winner, which was in the fall of 2002, I actually had moved to the Cleveland area, but I was still finishing up some school in the Toledo area. And so it was about an hour and a half drive both ways. And I knew that if I wasn't organized and I wasn't as efficient with my time, that I wouldn't have done well in school and I wouldn't have sold a lot. And that campaign, not only did I get straight A's for school, but I ended up being the number one scholarship winner. So I would just say for people entering school right now, is that just do something every week with Cutco and have certain days that you focus on school and certain days you focus on Cutco. And for me, again, I had my certain days that I would just do school, do all my work, get it all done. And then some evenings that were just dedicated just to Cutco work, and then uh, weekends uh, that I would do uh, cuckoo work as well. But again, realizing that I had more time if I wasn't wasting a lot of time doing um, things that uh, weren't you know, helping the business and helping my school.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat as far as the schedule goes, for sure. The one thing that you said that I think is really key is just the idea that we have more time than we realize. And what's important is not to waste time and to really look at all the activities that you have in your schedule and to think about you know what's the purpose of this activity where is this taking me long term and if if it's an activity that has no purpose it's not really taking anywhere long term eliminate that from your life and it opens up a whole another area of time that somebody can use to be able to invest into things that are serving a purpose in their life like working selling cutco advancing like college and whatever else they're doing like time with key friends etc But just making sure that time is being used productively is one of the key things for any young person, for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I I think it's also important that, especially if you started this summer, you have now more experience than you ever have and you know more. And so then now you can take that and you can really capitalize on that experience now that you have that, as long as, again, that you're staying consistent with it, you'll start to see the results. And then what's nice is I found that selling during school was some of my easiest years to sell because of promoting the scholarship if you're a student and customers just loving that and seeing that you're striving for for something great because they want their kids the ones that have kids to do the same thing to to go out there and and strive for excellence and and to work hard And, and again they're more than willing to not only help you out but be more supportive from that standpoint so i just found that seeing that scholarship competition and seeing the contest standings every week and my goal was to continue to move up those standings and show customers where i was and how their any purchase whatsoever small or big was helping me towards that that goal of being a scholarship winner.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What were some of the key experiences you had during this first stint of your career?
0: Yeah, so for me it was great because being one of the original CSPs, you know, i got to connect With some of the people that were doing some amazing things in the business. And so when I started out, one of my goals was to learn from the best. And so I reached out to people as they were building and going in the business. And then so I got to compete with a Hal Elrod and a John Burgoff and some of these guys that were doing some extremely amazing things. And then what was nice is I got to become really good friends with Josh Moeller and and John Rulin and even a Carl Drew. That I worked with, and and the other guys with Josh and John that got to mentor, which is exciting because now the roles have reversed when I came back in full time in 2018. But it was great doing that. It was exciting to be one of the original events. It was called Fairs and Shows. Now it's Events Fairs and Shows. Back in '98, did one of the first events in Ohio, and to see that program grow from just a couple events in each state to now 150 to 300 events in every single state, which is really exciting. But those experiences really kind of developed me by learning from those guys and being able to give back and that's one of the experiences i love the most from that standpoint i know experiences early on was the trips that i got to take with the company which is great one of my favorite ones that i got to go for three years in a row was the san juan puerto rico trip and that's where i started to get really good relationships with some of the top reps across the nation and get to meet with them on top of getting to uh, spend the time with with a John Roland and a Josh Moeller and, and develop that as well, which is neat. Our other early experiences is when John started developing the business program. It actually started in 2000. So he started early on with that program. And me and him, a year later, actually went to Chicago and went to New York. And we tried to do some business expos. And I remember that time spent together was great. The time at the events was not so great. <laughs> we actually, between those two events, probably spent over $10,000 and got zero sales, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a few leads that I don't even think turned into anything. But it was just so much fun getting to develop and work and be with those guys. That uh, is one of the exp- things I, I love the most about early on you know, in my career.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys really began to pioneer something that has become great in the company. And in your case, you helped pioneer both the business gift program and the fair and show program, the events program. And there's every current rep in the company that's working events should be grateful to people like you for the pioneering role that you played in helping figure things out in those early days. Because I can remember, Rob, us doing fairs in the mid and late 90s here in California, where we would sell... like. Maybe we would sell like two or three thousand dollars in a weekend, right? We got leads and tried to follow up on the leads, right, but it wasn't like this great system that was established where you'd be at a booth for a weekend and you'd sell forty or fifty or a hundred thousand dollars right Now we have shows longer ones, obviously, like the l a county Fair, Texas State Fair, where we've sold over a million dollars at one fair, which is incredible, right, and a lot of that success is due to people like you that help to pioneer these programs back in the early days. So after you were with the business for this period from 97 to about 2004, you decided it was time to move on and do something else. And tell us a little bit about what you did for the years you were away from the business.
0: So when I was away from the business, initially started was early on, there wasn't a true... You know, I didn't feel like it was a true career opportunity, and so I was just getting ready to start a family, getting married, and just felt like I needed to get a real job. <laughs> and just what you always hear when starting out. And so, and I didn't really grasp the full opportunity until later on. But in '04, got my first corporate job working with at t on their mobility division, and all my jobs was uh, B2B sales, and so it was great because I got to develop a lot of business acumen and, and uh, working with. CEOs and presidents of companies, which is really great. And so I, I started out initially with that, which was really nice, my experience. at just any interview that I had, when I mentioned Cutco, and when I did, it was just really easy to to get the position because of the past experience. So I worked with AT&T on the mobility division for about seven, eight years and did really well and got a lot of awards and had a lot of fun during some of those periods. But And then after that, I worked with a couple of payroll companies Paychex and and paylocity and and did some you know anywhere from two to four years for both of those companies as well. but we'll get to why I decided to to come back, but with those positions, I learned a lot, gained a lot of skills outside of uh, just the cutco piece, but again, deep down, there was definitely something missing during all those years.
1: yeah, well, tell us about that right what was it that was missing and What uh, made you come back to start working with Cutco again?
0: Yeah. I mean, so for me, you know, when I I remember the early Cutco days was there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of passion. And for me, there was a lot of opportunities to give back. When you're in corporate America, there's a lot of great things about it, but it's a different environment. It's a different world. And a lot of people are kind of out for themselves. And, you know, I have story after story of, you know, that as an example, but again, for me, I was just feeling like there was no meaning or purpose behind what I was doing. I was really just trading my time for a paycheck. And so I didn't have the opportunity to give back very much. And I didn't have, you know, I wasn't excited about going to work every single day like I was when I used to sell Cutco. So that was part of the reason that I wanted to come back. Another part of the reason was the people. I had a lot of support through... Different people I worked with in the past that said, "Hey, you know, you should should come back. Things have changed. the The opportunity, the career sales uh, professional opportunity, has really grown and expanded. There's a lot of new programs with the company now. And uh, and I had had a good buddy, Kevin Connor, that actually invited me back to an event back in the end of 2010. And at that point in time, I told myself, I am never going to leave this company, whether I'm doing full time or part time. There's something amazing here, and this was so much fun. And so that's where I initially started. Of coming back
1: from that point. And so that's and when you came back. You came back part time at that point. You were still doing payroll services, right? Your payroll services uh, sales, but you were working part time doing some events with Cutco. I know you had some decent success during those years, kind of added to your income during that time. But somewhere along the lines, you decided, you know what? I'm just going to do this full time now and fully commit. What flipped the switch right there?
0: would say some of the other things that I just really wasn't enjoying what I was doing deep down. And I just, each year that I was doing it more part-time, I just got more excited and just really more entrenched with uh, the people and what was going on. The biggest challenge or hurdle for me was how do I figure out how to give up making six figures with a job with benefits and all this other stuff that I have? and to replace that and then be able to have the opportunity to make more. And, and so I put a game plan together fall of 2017, mapping out what that would look like if I was just doing the work, right? Because there's no guarantees in Cutco, but there is guarantees if you're doing the work and putting the time into it. And I think one of the other biggest factors, we'll talk about how my kids are involved, but in the summer of 2017, my daughter, who was 13 at that time, she was helping me at one of my uh, fairs that I do. And at the end of the, the whole shift, she said, Dad, you have so much fun doing this. Why don't you do this full time? And just a light bulb went off and I'm like, <laughs> no, what? You're, you're right. We, why am I not doing this? And so that's when I started figuring out what does it look like to be able to do this and make a full commitment to do that. And when I decided to make a full commitment, one of my biggest things was I want to... Be able to fully entrench from not only being able to sell and do that at a high level, but be able to give back, be able to be part of programs. And so, one of the biggest things is I, you know, I reached out to a lot of the top executives and, and said, "Hey, I want to do this, but I want to do this right. And you know, how is there opportunities for me to help out with the company? Is there opportunities for me from speaking to training or mentoring to helping whatever I want to do? But if I'm going to do this, I, I want to be all in." And it was great being able to uh, have the support from everybody in the company. And uh, I remember a conversation with Jeff Rod. He's, he's like, yeah, if you came back, you could easily sell over a half a million. And that was back in 2017. And, and now I've done more sales since then in one year.
1: Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. I have your yearly stats and I can see after you came back to the business part-time, you were basically selling about a hundred grand a year. And so, you know, on a part time basis, putting an extra 50 grand or whatever you might have netted after your fair expenses into your pocket was probably nice. But then you decided to make the commitment full time. 2017, which was the last year you were basically working part time, you sold 156,000. Then 2018, that went to 387,000. So you did very quickly replace that. Whatever income you're having from your other work, right there, that very first year that you came back on a full time basis, then you elevated that in 2019 to 542 thousand. I know that this year you're sitting somewhere around 400 thousand as of about now, uh, I believe.
0: Uh, yeah, about three three fifty three sixty. Yep.
1: Okay. Just, okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Awesome. And then I know you've got some much bigger goals for the future. So it seems like you were able to come back and very quickly build your business to a level that provided you with a professional level of income. Let's talk about how you did that, right? How did you build it back so fast?
0: Yeah. And also one of the biggest things I saw in our region, because Midwest region has had some, some unbelievable bright stars, talent. And in some of the top reps, John used to be part of Midwest, and and Jason Jeffrey, and and some of these top guys that came from the Midwest. But what was lacking? One of the biggest things that were lacking was leadership. That there wasn't just someone kind of setting the bar, and from sales just to support, and just wanting to have a cohesive unit. And so that was one of the other big determining factors. Is like, hey, no one has sold over three hundred fifty thousand since two thousand five, and other. Regions have reps that are doing way past that. And I was like, right. that's just not right. And so that's what the mission was to create this group. But how did I build a strong, you know, business back is again, I would say reaching out to all the top executives, letting them know what I want to do and, and what I'm looking to accomplish. So again, by being all in and being fully engaged, I was able to know that this is not just a part-time thing. This is my job. This is my livelihood. This is something I want to support my family and uh, something to do at the highest levels. And also one of the biggest things I reached out to the top reps and asked for support and advice. And so I started to join Josh Mueller and and Luke's training program, which is absolutely incredible the way that uh, they have their program running. I've been on it for a few years now. And so that was great. And then I reached out to my buddy, John. I said, Hey, you know, I mentored you, and but we had great times in the past. Any help or advice would be great. And he was so supportive, which is nice. So I would say doing that. And then I knew that with having the business experience from previous jobs is like, that's what I love to do is to be able to work with businesses and sell to businesses. And I said, hey, this is a program that's going to take a few years to build and it's actually built m- much faster than I even expected. But this is a, an area of opportunity that I think can really explode. And that was initially when I said 2018, I want to make that a part of my business, do it on a consistent basis, okay? And know that it can really, really grow and get big really fast. And so with having that as a layer of my business, that is something that has built a strong foundation. And again, each year, adding to it more time and be able to work with some of the same clients and then be able to develop new clients with referrals and grow it that way and in 2 years it's really grown much faster than what I ever expected.
1: Yeah, I think about your experience in B2B sales with AT&T mobility and then with payroll, there's a real relevance to that to coming back to the Cutco business gifting program. And I think for anybody who's out there who, you know, is a Cutco alum maybe that is doing B2B sales or anybody who might be in the position you're in, whether they're they're doing Cutco part-time while doing something else, to realize that most businesses are candidates for our business gifting program. Most businesses want to retain customers. Most businesses want to have happy employees. And the gifting program that Cutco has is a great vehicle to help those businesses grow through both the retention of employees and the development of their own customer base and of course the referral side as well that comes from that and so you having that b2b experience i think is was it was a key part of why you built it back so fast and it also just it indicates to anyone who's looking at this as an opportunity for themselves that this is a huge opportunity i mean there are millions of businesses and there are millions of prospects for this all across the country that could be purchasing recurring gifts from Cutco as a way of retaining clients and giving employees something nice from time to time, so I think it's just a cool opportunity
0: yeah it's really great, and another big thing is that the company is putting more resources and support with this program than they ever have at any point in the time to- in the past. When John kind of created and built it at that point in time, it was just John. And there wasn't a ton of resources and support. And he was just doing things that, you know, a lot of people weren't able to capture or to keep up with. And and now I think it's becoming such a duplicatable program that it's something that, you know, someone can start off and to build it and then have the support that they need outside of Steve Spry and Amy Peterson, which are amazing resources and, and put a lot of time and effort into this to, you know. Um, other people on this program that are, that are growing it like myself and like a Andy Jonte and like a John Cloby and, and Kelly Kinzer and, and a whole bunch of other people that uh, are doing business sales at a high level.
1: Yeah. And you yourself have said that you've just basically tapped into the tip of the iceberg so far with some of these orders, right? Like you haven't had any gigantic orders yet. Right. Can you tell us about like, what have been your biggest orders and what do you see as the potential for growth in that area?
0: Yeah, I mean, so my biggest orders, you know, I've had a couple right around twenty, just over twenty thousand. So they haven't been anything huge. And again, most of my businesses have between five to fifty employees, the majority of all the businesses I work with, and I have some some larger ones. But again, I just been seeing that businesses, even smaller businesses, and sometimes they have bigger budgets for their employees. And what's nice is this year more than any other year is they doing more for customers and employees than they ever have because they see them as their number one asset, is as their employee. Without right. employees, without customers, there's no business. And so even during everything that's going on in 2020, most businesses are being extremely successful. There's a lot of businesses that are having their best years ever. And again, I don't think any opportunity too small. I mean, the, my largest order actually is from a guy that has just three employees, but he has 300 customers. So he went from doing Mugs and calendars and and small stuff under fifty dollars to doing higher end things that again were fifty to hundred. Some of those top clients up to two hundred, and you take that times three hundred, it added up pretty quick.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And there's just such a big opportunity there for the future, and just you know what it could be as we continue to get the Cutco name more and more prevalent and. I just I can imagine some of the orders that could happen down the road as people continue to build this uh, avenue for the business. Pretty cool. Tell us about your relationship with John Rulin. Yeah, I mean, so again, me
0: and John go back to the summer of 2000 when he started. So it was during SC1, and he sat at my table at late night with an FSM, and he sat <laughs> at my table all night, and uh, he was just a sponge. I was like, this guy wants to learn. He wants to grow. Like I could tell right from that night that this guy is going to be successful, whatever he does. And from there, we just developed that relationship, kept on building it. He was the best man in my wedding. And he's always been a great friend, extremely supportive over many, many years. And it's just exciting to be able to connect with him again on a consistent basis. We could have gone times a year or so without really connecting and seeing each other. And then when we connect up again, it was like we didn't miss a beat. And it was just so much fun. But now working extremely close with him again... And some of my other top friends, Josh and others, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, it's one of those brotherhoods that again will be uh, friends for forever.
1: Yeah, what are some of the things that you and John talk about as far as being able to develop in the business gifting side now? Like, what are some ideas you're hatching, or just conversations you guys are having?
0: Yeah, I mean, so John, he is just a genius in, in all ways, but he's a visionary. And so he sees a lot of big things from that standpoint. I think one of the biggest things is taking a program that he was just kind of scratching the surface, that he'll admit, and, and me trying to make it larger is the Build a Set program. That, again, there's some documentation that's on our site on Vector Connect, and, and something I've been talking about is taking customers and ones that have a budget between 100 to 300 per employee. And being able to build up to a homemaker, to a signature, to an ultimate set, to a larger set of Cutco over periods of time. Mm. And so one of the most recent ones is a guy had a $1,000 budget and we said, well, why don't we do an ultimate set? And it's like $3,000. We'll just split over three years. But the exciting part about that is building a consistent relationship with these customers that again, once you build that relationship, it just creates more opportunity. So from there, you could be you know, starting with employees and then they open up to customers. And they open up the marketing ideas and open up referral partners and cutting some, getting some really creative things. And the most creative thing that we're doing and involved with now is having businesses that are selling certain products. One guy is selling country cabins and he's going to give a piece of Cutco with every country cabin. And so those opportunities become larger because if he sells 500 to 1,000 of those every year, that starts to add up. So I think that's kind of one of the the biggest things is how do you take this opportunity and develop it on a larger scale? Obviously, John is taken with a homeowner that builds 130 plus homes a year and puts a set in every single home that they build. So imagine that every single year, you're getting 130 sets every single year. And so started to work on that. So home builders, kitchen remodelers, companies that again, they're going to have to get those same customers, get repeat orders every single year. It's great. So again, on the employee side, start building up to something larger. So it's not one and done. And on the customer base, start to replenish orders every single year that they want to give that gratitude. And they also use it as a marketing idea to get referrals. So it's been, it's been great.
1: That's awesome. Such great stuff right there. Thanks for sharing that. That was really cool. You've described a couple of times so far today that your family help you in your business. Can you tell us a little more about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, so for me, family is everything big family guy. And it's nice because one of them to kind of see and understand why I work so hard and why I do what I do. And so I'd say my daughter that now is 16, probably the first event or show that she just helped me out at was at seven years old. And at that time, she was just working with some of my past customers and just getting information for service calls, some follow-up stuff. And so some, some basic things that she started doing and I remember one time I was really busy at an event and she wrote up an order and she was just so excited about writing up an order. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, she was just like, oh my gosh, dad, I can't believe it. And one of the coolest stories was at the fair that she said, you had so much fun doing this. Why don't you do this full time? I left to go to the restroom. I come back and she's writing up an order with a lady that's actually deaf. And so she's like trying to do some sign language and trying to work with this lady and writing up this order. I was like, how the heck did you do that? That was crazy. But now my 13-year-old and my 10-year-old also help me at events, service events, where they can actually be the greeters. And they love doing that. But anything to spend time with dad, because on some of the events, might not be busy all day. So we get to connect and spend time instead of them just being at home while I'm working for that full day of that event. So yeah, they've been involved early on. and, And they all... Kind of now have a competition of you know who sold the most, who was the first to sell, you know who's the youngest to sell, and so uh, it's been a lot of fun. But during this SC2 push in the last several years, they know that hey, you're not going to see dad a lot. But what's really cool is we do some type of fun getaway or trip or some type of prize that they understand that, and so they motivate me and push me more than I ever could. And so and then that and and my wife's been extremely supportive, knowing that again, hey, you know she's got to do extra duty with the kids. She's got to help prepare some some lunches for me. And, and she's just been absolutely incredible. Her name's Katie. But yeah, for me and family, that's what drives me. And I hope that when they are officially able to be on the Cutco program, that at least one summer that they get to do it full time and get that experience that they'll treasure and take with them forever.
1: Yeah, well, your oldest daughter is going to be in two years ready to take it on for herself for at least the summer. That's cool. And those younger ones, you know, get them on the payroll, Rob, so you keep (laughs) you can uh, write off that expense right there. Keep the money in the family, right? That's really cool. John Kane told me to ask you about the Rolex that you won with the company. What's up with that?
0: So that's also part of the uh, family. And so the interesting thing about my parents, they've been extremely supportive from day one. But it took them three years before they bought their first piece of cutco from me, and the, only reason they bu- <laughs> and the only reason they bought it from me three years later because I was getting my Court of Honor induction. I said, "You guys are going to come on stage. You got to own one piece of cutco. You're going to be on this stage." As they bought a pair of super shares, since they own everything. But yeah, I mean, again, it's not none of this is worth it without family, and, and they drive me. But yeah, the Rolex piece was. Last year, I was, you know, won the Rolex and it was nice because my parents come to year-end banquet. And so on stage, you know, as soon as I, for me, material things aren't that big of a deal, but I know my dad loves watches and he's never had a really nice watch ever in his life. And so I said, you know what, this is something, if I hit this mark and win this Rolex, I'm going to give it to my dad on stage at year-end banquet mm. for me. It was just one of the coolest experiences. My dad balling, I'm balling, and just loving that connection. And my dad talks about it with every single person he ever runs into. Look at the watch I got. Let me tell you a story about how my son gave that to me. And yeah, I love that experience. And he said, you'll get this back when I'm not around anymore. He wears it every single day and uh, treasures that. And for me, that memory and that experience is just worth World, other than just me having a Rolex on my hand, um, with on my dad's, it just means so much more. And and I remember when I got the number one scholarship, my parents had never been on a trip just the two of them. It's always been family trips. And I actually took a portion of that money that I made from that fall campaign in 2002, and I bought my parents their first cruise, their first trip, and just the two of them. And just on Christmas Day, getting to give that to my mom and just her bawling and just to see the excitement. And the love that she felt that I gave to her that day is, I still remember that just like it was yesterday. It was awesome.
1: That's so cool, Rob. You know, life's about experiences and memories and what you provided there for your folks with the cruise and what you provided with your dad with the watch and yourself with that same experience of giving your dad that watch. That's something that uh, you and your dad will always remember. So that's really something to treasure. That's awesome. You referenced earlier that you talked to a lot of the executives in the company, Jeff Bry in the Midwest region in particular, and I know John Kane as well, about you know how could you give back if you came back full-time? How could you lead? How could you be of service? And this is something that I, I feel like you are known for now is this attitude of service. Can you tell us a little bit about that mindset, Rob?
0: Yeah. I mean, so a couple things. One's from a customer standpoint, one's from a rep standpoint, and so with my division manager Justin Nephis anytime that he needs, from a giving a talk to help with a training, to be able to give a few words to the training class, I'm always willing to help. Anytime that Jeff Bry says, "Hey, can you help out during SC one or SC two and give a talk?" You know, I love that, and I just really kind of pour my heart into those messages into being able to do those type of things. Now working closely with Josh to speak to his mentoring group, which has been great. I think it really just stems from that's what gets me the most excited is getting opportunities to be able to share whatever knowledge I have and whatever impact it can have on someone. I just love to be able to do that. And so from a customer standpoint, my lead with service with doing service events and and service calls back in the day, now service events and be able to service more people in a shorter period of time. And now with businesses, I'm doing something that no other rep is doing, is doing service events at businesses and creating a program where, again, if company had gifted Cutco in the past, that I can come on site, I can sharpen service for the entire employee base and service more people in a shorter period of time. One of the companies I got to do had five hundred employees and got to spend a full day servicing and sharpening and creating an opportunity
1: for sales. Oh yeah. Did any of them say, Hey, can I buy some of this stuff? Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So one of the things I set up an event like I would at a show and have a display and everything set up and do a quick presentation. And so there's a there's a program I've kind of created based on not knowing what I was doing, but knowing that I wanted to lead with service and knowing that good things could happen. And so I really do probably anywhere from 30 to 50 every year. And it's growing because I'm creating a program with all my new clients. Every three to five years, I'm going to come on site and I'm going sharpen for your employees. And they love that. They're like, that's great. And the community I work in, a lot of them from don't have a rep or don't know how to get things serviced and, and what that looks like. So from helping out from the the region to the the nation. And when I got the opportunity to be a cross trainer, I was super excited about that. And last year, I was one of the number one cross trainers, getting to cross train more people across the nation than ever. And so those experiences, those opportunities uh, really excite me.
1: That's so cool. Uh, That's awesome. Well, from the context of uh, your own personal goals, Rob, what are you excited about for the future?
0: For me, I'm really excited to continue to build this business program really kind of share my knowledge and, and expertise and, and what I'm getting and then what I'm getting through John, which is great. So again, being able to take that and do it on a large scale, I've been given the opportunity to speak at net a couple of times, but I honestly feel the first $2 million rep will have uh business gifting as part of their platform. And and I really feel, and I want to be that person. So next year, again, I want to have my first million dollar year in 2021. So I'm going to throw that out there right now, no matter what's going on right now in 2021, that's still going to be the goal. And I feel that's what's also helped me create an opportunity to be number three out of every single rep in the nation right now, because events are not going on. So it's like businesses are still open. Businesses are still wanting to buy. Businesses are still wanting to take care of employees and customers. And I want to be that person, be able to service them at the highest level and be able to provide them opportunities to be that gifting specialist. We've only tapped into such a small potential of that. And I feel that there's so much more. And then now that there's more resources and support, I really feel that we're going to do some amazing things on that front.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think, that there's an in- increased opportunity right now because people are working at home. A lot of businesses are saving money because people aren't having to come into offices. And maybe the- that savings isn't being realized yet, but it's going to be realized as businesses scale down a lot of their physical operations. But people are working at home and the idea of getting them a gift for their home, something they'll be using every day, thinking about who gave it to them, that's even more meaningful now than it ever was before. And so the opportunity in front of you is awesome to see you make a run at a million next year. It's gonna be fun to watch. And then to see uh, the $2 million rep come to fruition down the road, that's gonna be awesome to see. I think every Cutco rep can be inspired by your story and your example and can really begin to think bigger about what's possible for their future, they stay here and they develop all the avenues of the business uh, in the way that you have. So awesome stuff, Rob. Thanks so much for sharing today. Thanks for being part of the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Loved every minute. Thank you.
1: Rob Robincheck. I enjoyed getting to know that guy a little bit more just now. That was really, really, really cool. 12 consecutive All-American campaigns as a college student when he was relatively new in the business. And the idea that students, you have more time than you realize. And it's important to be investing your time into things that are valuable in your life, adding value for your future and avoiding the time wasters. One of the common themes you've heard on this podcast so many times is the idea of someone reaching out to people who are successful and gaining their insights, beginning to build relationships, right? Rob talked about connecting with people like Hal Elrod and John Berghoff and Josh Muller and Carl Drew and so many others. And that's a great theme of success, regardless of where you are, whether it's in Cutco or somewhere else. Uh, You can take that concept and utilize it. Certainly, if you're in Cutco, it's especially relevant because there are so many people in the company willing to share and willing to give insights. Rob said part of why he left his full-time corporate roles was that he was experiencing no feeling of meaning or purpose. And one of the greatest ways you get that feeling of meaning or purpose is by giving back and impacting others rob didn't just want to come back and sell knives but he wanted to come back and lead and inspire others and there's a saying that by sharing you gain and when you're somebody who gives of yourself to other people as a leader shares your insights shares your experiences helps others grow you grow so much more through that process and you achieve so much more. It motivates you, it inspires you, it reinforces the concepts that you're teaching and sharing. There is so much good that comes out of that mindset of service to others while you're striving to achieve your own goals. Of course, Rob gave plenty of ideas on how to sell more Cutco. And for anybody who's a Cutco rep, you can really take that stuff to the bank and begin to leverage those ideas in your business and you like Rob can take your Cutco business up to the stratosphere of performance in our company. This is a guy that is going to sell a million dollars next year. That's his goal, and sees himself as potentially being a two million dollars sales rep in the very, very near future. That is an incredibly staggering amount. It's out there to be had, and it's awesome to see people like Rob Robincheck striving for excellence in the company. Hope you enjoyed this. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.